サードコーストベースラジオラディオスサヘルサリスベース第三海岸第一收音機トリチラジオバスギターレバシシルバスハギオカテオいやあ What it is, y'all. It's your boys, Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And we came here, Third Coast Base Radio, Season 2, Episode 13. This time around, we got Smiles and G Thanks. And yo, they both fucking wreck it. So without further ado, let's get to it.
Yo, so that motherfucking mix was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I just want to thank you for being on the show. We got my boy Colin over here, a.k.a. G Thanks. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Totally, totally. We got my boy here on the line. Um, go ahead and say what's up to everybody. What's up, guys? How's it going? Fuck yeah. All right, so we're just going to go ahead and hop right into it. Um, let's just go ahead and let everyone know who you are, who's calling, who she thinks, where'd you come from, what's your background? Yeah, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas. I've been, I've been making music for about seven, eight years now. Um, I originally started with a, a lot of the weird left field bass stuff, I guess that's what they're calling it now. I'm not sure. Uh, with a project called Zero Hero with a buddy. Um, recently I decided to do my own, uh, you know, individual project, which is G Thanks thing after like finding an appreciation for house music and like how that groove, you know, gets people locked in and like really rocks the dance floor. Um, so like that's, I mean, it's always been fun for me producing music and like that's just kind of the direction I've been going in. I've been trying to do new stuff and like change everything up so that I can like get better as uh, you know, like not only an individual but as a producer. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I want to, like, dive, like, right into that. So, like, your mix and your tracks, obviously, house-inspired. Um, what, what brought you to the realization that, like, that was kind of just the thing? Or, like, was it a particular artist? Or, you know, what was the clicking moment? Um, I mean, I've been around it a lot. I know a lot of people that are really into it. But, you know, like, my, my number one homie in the whole world is uh, Jealousy. He's on the... Uh couple episodes ago or um you know and he just like constantly hit me with music all the time and like it finally clicked i finally i, I got it i was like I, I you know like yeah you can make really cool sounds but like what about that rhythm like what about you know the, the driving force behind music which is like what people move their body to yeah man um I recently just started kind of listening to house music and not even like, I don't, I couldn't tell you any of the artists and they're probably super basic and generic, but like, I'll just throw on like Spotify, like top 50, like house hits, shit like that. And just listen to it. And it's, it's astounding. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, just listening to that sonic space, that four to the floor rhythm. And it's like, Yo, there's yeah, I mean, so like, much. It's, it's it's the closest thing to ritual I think dance music has. Just just holding on to like one concept and like getting lost in it. That's like I think what house music is. Definitely. Um, let me ask you. So s since you started this new moniker, G thinks. Um, have you? Um, learned anything differently as a producer, especially kind of sticking to that rhythm? Like, has that taught you anything that you probably wouldn't normally learn otherwise? Um, I've been learning a, a lot of stuff doing this. Um, there's, it's, it's really interesting um, learning about how to get drums sounding like extra pumpy, you know, like throwing in like a super hard compression with a very fast attack and release. So you get that like bouncy feeling out of like such a basic rhythm. And there's a lot of really interesting things you can learn from limiting yourself. 
Interesting. I just had a conversation um, with another producer. Um, and he, obviously, you know, we get a lot of bass producers on here and they're like, just fuck it up, right? Just fuck, just, you know, resample it, resample that sample and then like just trash it. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's, that's tight. But, you know, um, I think house producers have a much more meticulous process about it. I was fucking watching some ridiculous show on Netflix called like White Lined or something like that, but it kind of glorifies like the uh, <clears throat> the Ibiza lifestyle. I'm not gonna say like Ibiza, like fucking everyone else, but um, it's that house music shit. Like you said, it's, it's ritualistic. And I, I think that being able to carve out those, I don't know, I guess being able to carve out what's happening in between those spaces is just, it's such an art form, man. I, I appreciate yeah, like, it. I, I really wish that I could. It's wild how much house music is also about the negative space. Yeah. <laughs> when things aren't happening. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, ah, fuck, man. I really wish that I could... I, I think I have, like, one semi-house track that I, uh, I threw, like, some Raish vocals on, and it's pretty decent. Um, but I I don't know, man. Just being able to, like, really understand the complexities of the shit, I feel like that's kind of the same thing with a lot of, um, like, melodic techno artists as well, like Stefan Bosden or some shit. Um... I don't know if you've heard of him, but his shit's ridiculous too, man. Um, it's on that same level of trance almost, like not like trance music, but like music that puts you in a trance, right? Yeah. Fuck. That's been, that's been a big challenge for me though, coming from the bass world and getting into house music. Cause like a lot of my earlier stuff, I was putting, you know, like uh, making it very busy and filling it up a lot. And like that's, Recently, I've been trying to focus more on, like, making it more sparse and giving everything more room to be effective. With those those releases that are in that mix, like uh, the Get Freaky track or Too Sexy that I just put out on Carboware Records from St. Petersburg, Russia, that's pretty pretty dope. They, they're, they're some cool kids. Awesome. Yeah. No, I saw you just had that release. Um, so... And speaking about that, like, uh, what what projects do you have coming up here um, in the future? What's what what does G thinks got going on? I know fucking COVID nineteen is literally ruining whatever and everything. But you got any streams happening or like what's going on? We're working on another quarantine stream. Uh, something I've been doing with uh, Jealousy and Kill for God. Who's a fantastic visual artist? He's he's killer, and the setup that he's been using is awesome. And we uh, we set up my apartment. We set a full green screen up with uh, smart LED bulbs, and then keyed ourselves out and uh, ran uh, audio reactive visuals through the green screen by like sending our stream to him, and then he loaded the stream up somewhere else. That's fucking dope. Yeah, dude, um, it's it's funny now kind of seeing 
everyone jumping to like the live streaming world um, and just seeing everyone's capabilities and like what they do. Someone had a fucking joke the other day and it was like, um, his fucking DJ Blend just been streaming from the future this whole time or what the fuck? And that shit had me rolling, dude. It was so funny to me because I was like, Honestly, this nigga's been doing that shit for fucking, like, you know, a long-ass time ago. So I'm like, it's funny seeing how people, like, have audio issues. They're like, I'm just gonna, like, live stream with my phone, recording with the audio, not understanding how to route it. It's just, I fuck, I love how raw it is right now with everyone. But then, obviously... It's, it's been, been so much. I think people are getting a little tired of it, though, because... <laughs> So, so dude, many are the, so often. the internet you know? is saturated. Like, yeah, people don't people don't have schedules. Like, there's so much more to it than just like hooking up to a computer. You know, you gotta have time to let people know that you're doing it. You gotta set up a schedule and do it regularly if you want to do it regularly like that. You can't just hop on every day <laughs> and expect it to do anything. Yeah, I mean, you might get, like, you know, depending on your audience, you might get a, a couple hundred views, but it's, like, in what direction? And then, obviously, Pascal's, like, okay, fucking hold my beer. You see his shit, and it's, like, I don't, you know, all right, let me throw it away. We don't even have to do this shit anymore, right? Yeah, yeah those, those insomniac streams are nuts. They, they must cost 30 grand to do one of those streams. I'm, like, fuck, dude, like... Uh, I mean, you know, he's sitting on an, on a fucking throne, so he can do whatever. But, all right, um, let's hop into the next question. All right, so the life of a producer. Uh, you got a blank. Um, do you use Ableton? What's your favorite doll? What do you use to produce? Um, I, I use Ableton. Ableton's uh, my, my baby, but, you know, I'm well-versed in all the programs. I was using Logic for a while, um... Some of the tracks I put out have been done in Logic. Uh, the Zero Hero release I did that was on uh, Broken was made in Logic. Nice. But uh, but yeah, I mainly use Ableton. Um, I try. I've been trying recently to you know do my mix down and masters and Pro Tools because it's just so powerful uh, in the way that you can set up routing and you get control of clips and everything. So. Oh, finally. So, all right. So before I even jump into, like, you as a producer, because, like, that's fucking great. That's what I wanted to hear. So the DAW specifically can be used for things because, man, I've been telling people, like, shit like this. Like, Logic is so fucking fantastic for processing vocals. And I think the mastering capabilities of Pro Tools is fucking asinine. And then Ableton obviously just has, you know, just stock plugins that are really fucking good and a lot like that chain. Um, no, for real. Like, it's, every, every DAW has its, its niche. Fucking, like it's good thank at. you. God damn it, dude. It, <laughs> like, every, everyone is valuable. They just, they're all better at doing different things, except for Apple. I'm not, like, a big fan of Apple. I think it's... But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I'm like, everyone's just like, no, it's just a tool. And I'm like, yeah, it is just a tool. But some of these fucking dolls have different capabilities than others. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and, and, like, and it's all about the way that they're organized, like how they run, how they work, you know, visually. Uh, like I think Ableton is a fantastic way to get ideas down quick. Like I think it's probably the best 
think Logic is really good. I use Logic a lot when I'm working on uh, like classical music because I think their actual like um, scale editor, like the writing in traditional music, yes. is probably the best one for me. Um, and then you know, like Pro Tools, fantastic for mixing and mastering. You have so much control, having audio suite options that that you know like actively change the you know the the sound without having an active plugin running so much more useful in certain situations especially when you're a post post audio process you know like i think they all have their own value uh sorry like that just just made me feel good for a second because for probably like a season I've been trying to have that conversation with people, but a lot of them are just like, no, nah, they're all just, they're, they're the same thing. It's it's just a tool. And I mean, yeah. yeah like, one, <laughs> one thing for me, like, personally, one thing for me personally, I love Ableton for putting down ideas. I hate the way stuff sounds coming out of Ableton. I don't like it. <laughs> and, like, the, mas- yeah, the mastering chain on its, by itself is, you know, you gotta fucking do some work on it. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think, Honestly, like, I don't know. I have fucking KRK Rocket, so I, I can't I can't talk shit about anything, like... But, you know, like, as an, in, like an engineer, like, I don't just produce music, I'm also an engineer. Like, I have, like, really trained ears, so it's, it's easy for me to notice stuff like that. Most people probably wouldn't notice that. Yeah. It's like, I have, I have my KRK Rockets, and I have some, like, really good Sennheiser, like, studio headphones... And it always just, just it, it sounds different, you know, and that's just reference, you know what I mean? I just, uh, I just upgraded to some DT990, the Barodynamics DT990 Pros. Oh my god, those are the most comfortable studio headphones I've ever worn. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, the only issue with them is they, they're heavy resistance headphones, so like, I gotta pick up an amp to get them to actually produce any volume. They're pretty, pretty quiet. Oh fuck! So like they're ex- like expensive and it has upkeep. See, like yeah. I don't, I don't want shit like that because like they're actually, <laughs> they're actually not that expensive. They, the, the thing is, they just they just have a really high resistance, so they're like two hundred and fifty ohm headphones. Most headphones are only like fifty ohm, ten to fifty ohms. Yeah. So you have to have more power to push the drivers in them, which means you get yeah. a lot better response out of them. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're actually not even that expensive. I was just like, I don't know, because, I mean, how much does it cost to just purchase the the replacement? The replacement what? Does it even have, like, replacement, I guess, fucking, you said ohms and it's powered, right? So are you, like, replacing, like, a, a filament in there or something? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. It'll work. It'll work just fine without an amp, but you won't get like good listening volumes. Like they're a little low right now for me. Oh, okay. Where I like working. Okay. But you got yeah. You have to amp up the power. You have to drive them with more power. Okay. So they get more volume. Okay. Yeah. yeah I visualized but, you know, something else. I was like, this is kind of like a fucking. Yeah. 
play if you're like trying to mix details. So, um, tell me, um, I guess we got fucking sidetracked because I just, you know, that conversation, but, um, you as G thinks, you open up a, a blank DAW. Um, what's your position on, like, how do you create a track? What do you, how do you go about creating your own track? Um, generally a lot of times I just, I have an idea and then I go to my DAW. So, like, I don't just open a DAW and go, I need to work on music. Like, I generally will, so I'll hear something or I'll think something and, you know, I'm always at home. I always, I, I work from home. I do everything at home. So, like, I'll, I'll get an idea. Something will pop in my head because it's something I'm listening to or a joke I made or, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, a meme video. Uh, and then I'll <laughs> take that idea and, like, run straight to Ableton and, like, do something with it. The, uh, the Whisper track I did where I sampled the Whisper song by Ying Yang Twins, I, I literally was, like, sitting there with my, my fiancé, uh, and I made the joke, hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you some things you might like here. And immediately I was like, oh, shit, now I have to go get that. I got the acapella for it, and then I pumped that track out in, like, three hours. <laughs> just knocked it out. Yeah. I was, I was on a kick there for a while. This COVID stuff has slowed me down a little bit because, you know, people have been home a lot more, but I was on a kick where I was doing a track a week minimum. Nice. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I've I've tried to kind of just, like, push out, like, a, a good amount of tracks at once, but I get uninspired the more I... The longer I sit in front of a doll, like, trying to push it out, like, even... I'm, I've never been the one to kind of push out, like, music just in hours. I'm definitely big on taking a lot of breaks. So I'll, I'll go into a project, and then I'll sit work on it for an hour, an hour and a half, and then I'll just walk away. Where I'm at, I'm like, I don't want to work on this anymore because I know that I'm just going to exhaust myself trying to come up with something, and I'll let it sit, and then I'll go do something else, and then, you know, like, I'll get an idea, maybe start a new track, maybe go back to that track. I just, I make sure that there's a lot of space in my creative workflow so that I let ideas breathe. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, do you have, um, like one singular, I don't know if you're like a hardware or software, um, guy, or do you have like one singular synth that you kind of rely on or one go-to like modular software system that you use? Like what's, what, what's your major sound design, um, generator, I guess. I use a lot of theorem. I enjoy Serum. I, I think Serum, well, and obviously I might just be fucking biased. Like, it's extremely great for bass noises. Um, but I've been kind of using Kilohertz's Phase Plant, which is more of like, I don't even want to say modular synthesis, because it's more so like, like imagine like a session view kind of for synthesis, where it's like you modulate, you know, um, I guess whatever oscillators that you have, but then it also has... I don't know. I guess the effects parameters and the routing capabilities are just, and maybe, you know, Serum has the same thing, but the user interface just isn't as friendly for me, but fucking Faceplant has really been kicking some ass lately, but I've been more so focused on like Reese bass modulation and like future garagey like noises and shit. So 
I mean, I'm I'm pretty, you know, like working in house music. It's just a lot of saws and squares. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I could I could get away with any synth, really. Um, I like the the ability to step sequence and um in serum, but I've been getting into using a lot of uh, step sequencers lately. One of the ones I'm really liking is a Max for Live plugin called MDD Snake. Uh-huh. It's a really cool step sequencer. I I don't think I've ever used a sequencer on anything, honestly. I've always no, MDD Snake is great. It's got it's got like a it's like a sixteen a sixteen grid, and you've got it for your note value, your velocity value, whether the note play the gate, and like the and like everything and then you can you can do a random all button and you can change the direction through which the sequencer is running in the grid right you can make it go from corner to corner you can make it go up and down you can make it go side to side you can make it go backwards you can make it do whatever you want you know uh it's, it's pretty cool especially when you're just like trying to get like a a you know a weird a weird uh sounding uh you know melody going on it's just not like normal yeah, no, dude, I've been, I've, like, kind of understood the capabilities of it, just kind of slightly fucking around with it on my subsequent 37, but, like, I just know that I'm no fucking Stefan Bodson, you know what I mean? Like, he he's mastered this fucking thing, and I'm like, I, shit, I just want to make weird noises. And, th- and like I said, that that's kind of been, you know, one of the totem poles of this conversation is just how much you know, craft goes into creating house music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, I'm trying to get into, uh, circular, uh, step sequencers. I'm trying to find a good circular step sequencer, one that allows you to, uh, divide up the steps by the number of steps you want and then how many notes you want on in the steps. So you get some really complex patterns. I haven't found one that I want to stick with yet. I haven't bought one yet because they're pretty much all paid, but I'm really interested in that idea too. Yeah, no, that's a. I I think I've I've given up on my studio, bro. Like I got a couple of cents. I got like a couple of hardware FX processors. Um, I got the SP four four. Like in case I want to do some like weird shit and some like MIDI controllers. And obviously, like the shit to set up, like live stream and all the DJ stuff. But like, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore, bro. I've spent too much fucking money, <laughs> like, yeah. like way too much, bro. No more, no fucking yeah. more. I know how it is. But um, I've had to cycle through so much gear. It's, it's ridiculous. Dude, too uh, much money, and you get in a hot spot, and then it's like. All right, I got to let go of this shit. I don't need it anymore because I'm not really, like, I'm not using it to its full capability. So, like, I finally got to where I have everything in my studio to where, like, I use all of this shit and, like, pretty much all of my projects, whether it be for production or, like, mixing and live streaming and shit. But, like, I don't need anything else, You know, I don't think. At this point, at that point, like, if I get anything else, it's just gregarious. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, what I'm I would definitely interested in getting a modular rig or you know like a three tier mother thirty two just to like get my door in that modular stuff. Dude, like, I I fucking got a thirty two man and like I was just like nah I I, I don't know. So like I, get one, fuck, one with VCB, fuck with VCB fuck with VCB for like 
six months, and you'll be like, all right. And then after yeah, one that, one month of thirty-two isn't like you can't really do anything with one month of thirty-two. True. Which sucks. True. You gotta get two or three. Yeah. Because it's only a monophonic sense, but you can run them all together and sequence. You know. Yeah. Well, luckily, like when I had it, I was like still routing it through Ableton using CD tools and shit, but. It's just, like you said, it's just like one isn't enough. Like you gotta have either that or and that and the fucking drum synthesizer that comes with it. And it's like, it's bullshit. Why do I have to buy two? And then I just got a couple of like, I got my subsequent 37 and I have my mini log and that's really all I need, man. And like a couple of FX processors and fucking I'm good, bro. You run that, you run that shit through Ableton, you can do whatever with it, so. Fuck, yeah, no, dude, sorry. Uh, we've been getting hella into conversation, and I love episodes like these where it's just us talking shit about music. Um, so let's get back on track. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would possibly give yourself um, 10 years ago or to an up-and-coming producer that's possibly listening to this podcast sometime in the future um one big piece of advice you know because my my little brother has been asking me about getting into music production because you know my whole family does music you know my mom is a fantastic singer my dad you know and her had a had a band before i was born and then nice my dad's put out three or four albums so we're like a really big musical family my brother's been asking me about it and like the advice i told him was the advice I'd give anybody was like, take it seriously. But uh, it, it's important to stay humble, but like take the music stuff seriously. Like really focus on learning and getting into it if you want to do it. Um, make it like a job because you're going to kick yourself when you know, you've been doing it for seven or eight years and like you didn't take yourself seriously enough. You thought it was just like a fun little hobby, but now you're like getting good. And you could have been where you you could have been in the same place like four years ago had you not been fucking around. No, dude, seriously. Like, the concept of uh, fucking putting yourself in the hyperbolic time chamber, like, the moment that you understand this is something that you might be somewhat serious about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck, dude. I, I remember talking on uh, someone's, basically, like, their patio or whatever and I was like man all right I, I think I'm starting to get serious about music I've been you know slyly like fucking around with a DJ for a little bit and that's when I was like all right I guess I'll go to school for it. and then after that like shit just got crazy started throwing shows blah blah, blah. and it's just <sighs> fuck I really wish that I had taken it a lot more serious five years beforehand when I was like I think I'm really interested in music you know what I mean like just yeah, for, for, for me, like, for me, I, I'm, like, almost done with my degree in audio production, and, like, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't go earlier, because you know the entire mean? experience, the entire experience for me has been uh, 4.0 grade average, because I've been doing this so long that, like, I'm not learning anything. And we both, exactly, like, we both went to fucking Full Sail, and they deprecated the master's degree program back since yeah. since I've since you've been there and since I've been there because fucking it was just super expensive and it really 
wasn't shit and they fucking brought in the they split the music production thing into music production and then audio production and you go through the shit and you're like first of all i'm basically just fucking teaching myself everything on fucking linda or whatever the fuck it is now and it's it's like that's also like that's a good way especially in the industry a creative industry um i think i think their model for having you teach yourself is really important to learn definitely definitely i i i appreciate it i do appreciate it $75,000 to fucking watch YouTube videos is redonkulous sometimes. <laughs> but no, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I really appreciate having that full cell degree, man. Like it's, it's gotten, it, I've, it's opened up a lot of doors, you know what I mean? So if yeah. anyone's out there listening, like, and that's your thing, you're thinking about going to full cell, do it, but you're going to be teaching yourself how to fucking make shit happen. So be yeah. sure. <laughs> Actually, some people can't handle that shit, though. Like, you, you, um, one thing I've learned, if you, like, probe a little bit sometimes, like, and poke holes, like, people really fucking pop, and they don't like that. about it's about the feedback you give it's like hey i noticed that in this bar this happened what i would recommend is this see if that works better for you not yo that fucking baseline was trash you know what i mean you don't want to make someone feel like shit so no you want to you want to you want to guide them you want to hold their hand and walk with them to where they should be going yeah definitely (laughs) for sure yeah so like 
when you graduate from Full Sail, that's crazy, man. I don't in June. That's awesome. I fucking it pisses me off because like my degree has it's opened up doors for me in ways that I I didn't think that like my audio engineering degree got me a pretty good job at Amazon where I'm making pretty decent money and it's not what I want to be doing, but I'm also doing shit with Prime and obviously the entertainment industry is on pause right now, but like just being, having the ability to throw shows out here in Colorado and fucking in Texas, like it's interesting, you know, like it's, it really is a piece of paper, but it is about what you do with that and who you know and, you know, the the doors and the bridges that you build with people, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's another thing about it is, like, a degree is going to make you successful. you got to be you got to be good. You have to understand the concepts, and you got to be able to prove to people that you understand the concepts. Yeah. the piece of paper isn't what's going to do it. Yeah. It's, the, it's you that are going to do it. Yeah, and it's funny because I got a I got a couple of fucking uh, people that went to Full Sail. Obviously, worked on some projects that won like Grammys and shit like that, or like video game projects. And I always ask him like, "What the fuck did you do to get on there?" He's like, "I just you know kind of knew people, and it, it really works if you like went to like the campus too, like Full Sail. Oh, I really wish I went to the campus. Like I had the money to shell out to go there because." They there's just so many like footholds that you can like, you know. From what I've from what I've heard, the campus programs are hell. Really, they're like fucking like boot camp type shit. <laughs> well, it's because the campus opens at five a.m. and it closes at two a.m. So like you could have class multiple classes or labs like ranging from six a.m. in the morning to two a.m. at night. So like one of the things I've read is like if you go to Full Sail campus. You don't have time to have a job. You just can't do it. Damn. You can't do it. That's crazy. Because you're, like, the online degrees are... are it's, it's a but those are the motherfuckers that are like, yo, he was on Borderlands 3, Grammy a nominee, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the, you know, like, the online degree is... It's a lot of work on its own with one class a month, but, like, on campus it's two, sometimes three. Yeah. No. So, like, it's... There's no it's fucking way. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, moving, moving to Florida and then, like, trying to live down there while doing so much work you can't have a job is kind of difficult for a lot of us. Yeah, no, it's like, are you a rich person? Because otherwise you're not going to succeed at this fucking campus. Yeah. And that's why they invented the online part. But, um, yeah, yeah. no, dude, that's... That's one of the pains of being, uh, I guess, quote unquote, classically trained because I've spoken to a lot of people on, you know, here that they're like, I'm self-taught. I did everything myself. I taught myself how to play, you know, instruments and shit. No one taught me anything. And I appreciate that. But like, there's people like me and you and I'm like, personally, I don't. I can't fucking play any instrument, but you know, like I'm really good on sound design and like engineering shit and fucking making shit happen electronically with a computer through a DAW. You know. Oh, for for real, like composition is my my number one skill. Like I'm really good at identifying and curating compositions that work. 
Um, I've done it with bands in the past, like helping them like form their songs, and like that's kind of what I'm looking to do. With Did you get that big ass orchestration book in your in your thing or no? No, I didn't. No, but, you know, I've I've always been interested in the music theory of jazz and like and orchestra. Like I love classical music, so for me, like understanding composition and stuff is where I'm really strong. But you know, I can play a few instruments here and there. Uh, I grew up, you know, with seven guitars in my house, so like I can work my way around a guitar. I play ukulele, and I, man, I'm horrible at piano, but like I can still play it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm straight trash at fucking instruments. I took that orchestration class back at Full Sail back in the day, and it was, it was fucking hell for me. But, I mean, it taught me a lot about, like, like organic composition, and I appreciate it. Um, but, um, yeah, no, dude, I, it, it's funny talking to another, like, Full Sail student. It's, it's refreshing, honestly. It's funny how, like, they changed their program, but it's kind of the same, you know? Nice. Talking about, all right, yeah. bitches, get to save some money. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so let's get into um, the next segment. Um, basically, like, the talent around you. Um, or, like, just what inspires your creativity on your day-to-day. Um, um. Especially with a lot of like you know producers, with you know in the Dallas background in the Dallas music industry, a lot of us have kind of come to the realization. I mean, like it's not necessarily about being center stage always, right? Like sometimes you just want to have fun and you want to be in the background producing throne shows and just playing music and just having a fucking good time, you know? Ability to make music, not taking my ability to make music seriously, but like 
not taking the process through which I make music seriously and allowing myself to be goofy when I'm working. And, you know, that's just like a big part of it for me. Nah, dude. Fucking seriously. Um, so, um, I don't know if you have any other people, I think last time you recommended, but who would you recommend for Third Coast Base Radio for our upcoming episodes on this show? Um, I'm not sure, man. Right now, my, you know, my circle's really small, so I don't have a lot of people that I want to put on blast. Like, Jelly's already been on the show. Yeah. Like, one of my biggest fans and, like, my biggest friends and, like, one of the people that supports me the hardest. But, like, other than that, you know, like, there's not a lot of people I know that are, like, actively putting out a lot of music that are, like, working on it, you know, at least in my circle. Yeah, dude, it's starting to become a challenge to me, actually, like, um, finding Dallas artists. I feel like I've fucking, I'm starting to have gotten everyone. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I'm, I feel good about that, but I'm like, damn it, I know there's, I know there's some people out there. Where are they at? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a, an introvert and a hermit anyway, so, you yeah. know, like my, my circle's never been big. Yeah, I feel you know, that. I've always been a show up, play, and go home kind of guy. Yeah, I feel, I feel you, man. Um, where, where can everyone find you on social media? I know you were zero to hero at some point, um, but where, where can everyone find you? Thanks. How, how do you spell it? How does everyone find you? Uh, everybody can find me at G Thanks Music, G E E T H X Music, uh, and it's pretty much where you get me. I'm on Twitter at Thanks underscore G. I don't really use Twitter. It's not my my platform. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've uh, I've f- finally. I don't know. I'm starting to give up social media. I, I've. It's funny because I'm the opposite. Like I got pretty much everything but Twitter. I got Instagram too, but I think I'm fucking might get rid of that. Well, Corey or you know Kid Luna, he's probably gonna take over the Instagram account for Third Coast, but. I don't know, I'm just starting to see social media, like, more and more is like, fuck, I, I don't want this, I don't need this. I'll... Yeah, I mean, like, I understand the power and usefulness of social media as an artist. I'm like, you know, shout out on the show, if any of you, like, actually want to manage me, I'm looking for a management manager, because <laughs> I don't want to do any of the social media shit. It sucks, for real. Yeah, at gmail.com. Uh, but, like, I don't get social media. I've never got social media. I'm, I'm a quiet, reserved dude that likes to make music in a closet and never leave, you know? So the whole appearances and images and, you know, like society of the spectacle stuff just, it bothers me deeply. So I definitely need to hook up with somebody that can manage that for me better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm, I don't, I'm not rich enough to pay somebody to do that shit just yet. <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I just want to thank you so much for being on Third Coast. Um, here's the part where I give you your chance to say your last words to any, just whoever, whoever's out there listening on my data stream podcast, whatever the fuck out that goes out in space sometimes. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys should check out my new EP. EP, it's on Carboware Records. It's uh, pretty dope. I, you know, if I say so myself, but like, I, I'm kind of biased. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
yeah, and like uh, check out all the dudes on Carboware Records. They're from St. Petersburg, Russia. They're really new. They could use the support. They're awesome dudes. Really, really cool. Trying to support music in Russia and all over the world. Um, I really like them. They're cool. Uh, guy running it. His name is Forehands. He makes some really cool bass house stuff. Um, and uh, you know, like keep checking out Jealousy. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, than that, like. That's what's up. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Thanks. I really appreciate you so much. Um, it's 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 interesting just seeing the evolution of the producer, you know what I mean? Like the shit that we go through and like our our changes in sound. Um yeah. I, I I don't know, I just I love having this platform for things like that. So I really appreciate yeah, you. Definitely. Yeah. We known each other for a long time. We've probably known each other what five, six years. Yeah, it's been a while, man. <laughs> Since yeah. like before fucking Prime was syndicated, we were still throwing the like faded fucking house parties and shit. So. Yeah, no, probably even before that shit. Yeah. Uh, when when Prime was doing Taboo before they had any foothold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you already fucking know. But yeah, man. Yep. Thank you so much for everything, bro. I really appreciate it.
Yo, that fucking mix right there was absolutely just smooth sex, bro. Um, so we have Jacob Hennis on the line, otherwise known as Smiles. Say what's up to the people, Jacob. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Hope everybody's quarantine's going all right. I just want everybody to keep your head up. Hey, we're almost done with this, and we'll be out playing shows and getting back to it. So everybody just keep your head up, you know what I mean? Fucking right. Yeah, man. But still, wear your mask, goddammit. Don't spread that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be responsible. Don't be an asshole, <laughs> For sure. All right. So, man, we're just going to hop right into it. Um, let's, you know, give you an introduction. Tell everyone who Jacob is, like, where you, what's your background, where you from. Let's get into it. Um, well, you know, like you said, my name's Jacob Hennis. Um, I grew up, like... Texas slash here. I kind of spent like an equal amount of time at both. Um, but like, I mean, really who Jake is, I'm just, I feel like I'm just a regular dude. I just really enjoy music more than the, the average person. I mean, I probably spend fuck, like 12 hours a day just either playing guitar, playing piano, making like a drum pattern, something, sound designing. I'm just, I just feel like, you know, my whole life just revolves around music, really, so that's, like, really who I am. Nice, man. Fucking excellent. Um, so, you say you play guitar and you play piano. Um, what's your musical upbringing? Like, uh, what, you know, what was the musical spark in your life, and, like, what was your previous training? So, um, I started playing guitar when I was, like, really young. Um... I mean, I can't exactly remember how old I was. Like, I want to say something like maybe four or five. You know, like at least that's when I got my first guitar. You know what I mean? Nice. Um, my, because I have two older brothers and my middle brother, he played guitar, and like I was just always like really interested in it and stuff. So like, I feel like what started Smiles is like he would leave and stuff, go hang out with his friends, and I'd sneak into his room and, you know, turn his amp up really loud and just wail on the guitar until he got home. And then eventually would just beat my ass because I was playing with his guitars. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I did that all the time. And, like, really, like, just doing that and eventually, like, just teaching myself because I've never had any musical training. Like, I've never took any classes. I don't, I don't know, like, how to read music. I don't... I just... Like, simply go by ear. I taught myself how to do everything from fucking guitar, piano, FL. I can pick up almost any instrument and just figure it out. I just, I mean, that's just kind of how. And, and like, I, I use that a lot in my production, too. I just kind of, it's more of a trial and error process. I feel like that's the biggest way to explain how at least music works in general, really. I feel that. No, dude, that's totally badass. I feel like I'm the exact opposite. Like, I can't play any instruments for shit. I had to fucking learn music theory and go by the book and, like, be real scientific before I could start, like, experimenting with shit. Um, uh, I still can't play an instrument. I can barely play these goddamn synthesizers I own. It pisses me off. (laughs) Like, I I wish I had the... <laughs> but yeah, nah, dude, that's that's awesome. So you said, um, like, you got the inspiration from Smiles, kind of like just jamming out and shit on your brother's, uh, you know, his instruments or whatever. Um, what what made Smiles, I guess, come into existence? When were you like, all right, that's my moniker? 
you know, this is who I rep? What what inspired that? So, um, I would say probably like about four, four years ago, something like that, give or take. Um, I went over to one of my friend's house and like, that's where I met my good buddy now, who's Mr. Wizard. Um, and like, he was like, he was just starting out at that time too. And he was like working on music and stuff. And like, I, I mean, like I said earlier, I've always been into music, but like, when I was younger, it was like all about like rock and stuff like that. I always wanted to be a band, be a rock star, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I come here, like I, I never like was really into like hip hop or like anything like that. And then I came and hang out with him one day and, you know, he was working on some like early tunes and stuff like that. And I was just like, damn, like this is super dope. And I went and got my guitar and we like, we jammed out together and then, like, literally from that day on, I was like, all right, like, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. So, like, I literally would just annoy Josh and just fucking sit behind him, like, watch what he was doing, this and that. And then finally, I got him to uh, help me set up FL and get, like, my doll set up and all that stuff. And then originally, I was going under, I wanted to go under the name Nappy. Just because I'm like, just because my hair is wild, I kind of got that crazy beard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So I was like, fuck yeah, like, I'll just go as nappy. And then, like, probably after literally only a week of that, I was like, man, this is kind of lame. Like, it's kind of whack. <laughs> and I don't know, my buddies, like, we were just, one, we were all just hanging out, and like, they were telling me, like, dude, every time I hang out with you, bro, like, you're always smiling. You're always that guy, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, fuck, like, I'm smiles. I'm all smiles all the time. And then that's just kind of how it, that's how the smiles name came into it. I feel like the style that smiles is just, it slowly evolved through time, you know what I'm saying? One Mm -hmm. thing after another. I'm I'm still kind of lost on, like, really what I want to do, but when it comes to, like, genre-wise, but, I mean, hell, I just like to make music, dude, you know what I mean? That's what smiles is, in my opinion, like, I don't want to look at myself as like necessarily uh, a dubstep producer, like a bass producer. I'm just, I just want to be a music producer, really, bro. Hey, man, I totally feel that. <clears throat> it's it's yeah. pretty ridiculous to kind of like try and put yourself in a box. While limiting yourself is good, at sometimes I, I feel like you definitely shouldn't stick to one particular thing because that limiting in itself is just, it's, you know, it fucks with your creativity at times. You got to think outside the box. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, I definitely, like, I definitely agree. It messes with your creativity. And I mean, like I said, like, I mean, I produce all different types of stuff, but like, there's only certain stuff I'll release. But when I produce like other things, that's not what I want to release. It's something like that. It's just like, it kind of stimulates my creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gets... It just kind of helps, like, I don't know. It, it really helps me out a lot, like, just going out and doing something and not having to worry about, like, a timeline to release it or something. It's, like, it's a good way to exercise your creativity, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and get into your mix and, like, your tracks. I'll give you a little bit of time to talk about your tracks. Are they unreleased? Are they released okay. on a label? Um, let's just talk about them. I have 11 tracks, three of which, yeah, three of which are released, um, and one of them, well, one of them is called Smoke, 
That one's released through uh, the homies at Bad Luck Club. Nice. Um, I think I released that like sometime last year. Uh, that was like when I was really kind of starting to uh, like mold into what sound I'm going for now. So that that's one of the tracks on my mix that I definitely have a soft spot for. Just because, like I said, that was like that was the first real like banger in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like when I hear it, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I like this one. Um, but other than that, like, all the other tracks are unreleased. I don't even have a release date for most of them. I've just been fucking... I've honestly just been trying to crank out as much as possible. And then that way I can just start scheduling releases slowly. Yeah. And I don't have to, like... That way I don't have to worry about, like, keeping up with making music while I'm releasing stuff. That way I'll just make a whole bunch of stuff release, and then I can just start focusing on the making more music but I know all the all the tracks in that mix I mean like they're my babies they're those are I picked those ones definitely because I don't know those are the ones I'm most proud of for sure those are the ones that I feel like represent the smile sound and you know like that part of me so awesome yeah dude I was gonna ask like um like who who inspires your sound like if you could bring it down to like an artist or two who do you think inspires, you know, the sound that you, you know, tried to mold today? Um, well, it's a hard man, that's question. A, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So right off the top of my head, like if I had to say just like two artists that I definitely like really look up to and I really appreciate their style and their composition, um, Zed's Dead and Peekaboo, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Those guys are all fucking phenomenal. I mean, Zed's dead. Like, Zed's dead the reason I got into EDM music. Like, that's, they're the goats, dude. Yeah, but, definitely. I mean, and, like, what Peekaboo's doing now, like, I don't know, man. His just, his style is so crazy. And, like, I feel like it definitely has that, it's like a, it's got that trap influence a little bit. And, that, like, that's what I dig. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That, but those two guys, or those two, are definitely probably like what I feel like my more recent stuff is reflective of for sure. Fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, I remember I was in Austin for South by Southwest and Zed did, they did a fucking like five in the morning, like super secret after party. And it was like, they just played all the original bangers, dude. And it was fucking asinine, man. I'll never forget that night, dude. It was excellent. (laughs) It was crazy. They're so amazing, dude. And they're set, like, they played the Ravathon 2 Friday. And that was fucking goddamn. It was so phenomenal, dude. Straight smashing it. All right. So tell me, what's something that, like, like, being, I guess, in the music realm, I always kind of look at ourselves kind of like we're like modern day bards to a degree, but you know, we that's more philosophical. But, like, what's something that, like, being a producer, like, what's something that that has taught you that you probably wouldn't likely learn in real life? Um, patience, man. Patience is like. I feel like patience is, like, something really hard to learn unless uh, you're really committed to something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like you don't really learn patience until uh, 
like you're passionate about something until like you really understand it. You know what I mean? I feel like because um, yeah. uh, you know I played sports in high school and stuff like that. So um, you know you you obviously have to know some kind of patience. But I didn't really understand it until I started making music and just understanding that. I mean, like I said, dude, I've been doing this for like four years and this is the first time I'm doing an interview over the phone you know what I mean it just takes time like yeah. it just takes patience but that's one thing I feel like that music and doing it, like getting into this has really has really taught me is just to be patient just to keep doing what you're doing like it'll it'll happen and just love love what you're doing that's most important man. that's definitely most important everybody just love what you're doing for sure <laughs> fuck yeah um, so I always have to like pander to the producers um, just out there Simply because it's it's just always a war and it's always a thing that people are talked about. Um, I know that you said that you like to load everything up into FL Studio, so I'm assuming that's your favorite doll. Yeah, that's the only one that I that I've messed with. I mean, um, <clears throat> I mostly all my friends have um, Ableton. Yeah. But and like honestly, like I think Ableton is dope. Like I I'm not one of those to have a pre like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not on either side. I just use FL because I have FL, you know what I mean? If I had Ableton, I would use Ableton. It's just, in my opinion, like, I see producers making dope stuff on either or. I see producers making dope stuff on Logic. In my opinion, I don't I don't think the doll matters at all. I just think it's all creativity. It's all, like, what's in your mind. That That's my personal opinion. Yeah, no, nah, dude, it's... I mean, like certain things, like the user interface might be a little bit better for workflow, but I think it's pretty much agreed that it's it's about how you use the tools that you present it. You know, you got a crayon box absolutely. with, yeah, you know, with fucking eight yeah, crayons absolutely. versus a crayon box with like 64 crayons. You know, what do you do with them? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and I, I think Ableton has a lot more uh, better like stock plugins and um, things like that. So... Like, what I honestly plan on doing is eventually getting Ableton to, like, force sound design and things like that, because I like to resample a lot of my stuff. Like, I'll make a patch on Serum or Massive, or I have my uh, MS-20 synthesizer with my sequencer. Like, I'll, I'll make a patch or something, and then I'll just resample it. That way I can, you know, do all my post-productions with that sample. And it's a lot more fun to use it that way, too, because you can do a lot more with that. And it doesn't run under CPU, so... That's always a plus. Nice. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, what, okay, like, when you hop into FL Studio, like, you got a blank slab in front of you, like, what's your go-to? What's your go-to, like, synth or VST or, like, how do you start up your, your music? So, um, <clears throat> usually, like, so, <laughs> it's funny that you ask, because, like I said, my buddy Mr. Wizard, me and him work together a lot. Um, but he like like we work together a lot, but he hates like working with me because my like workflow is just kind of <laughs> different. I'm not necessarily unorganized. I just have my own style. Collabing is very hard, bro. It's it's harder <laughs> than a lot of people think, man. <laughs> it really is. Like literally, he's just like, bro, I cannot sit here and watch you do this. I'm like, go then, bro. Like I'm trying to make you talk. <laughs> so, like, For real. But no, like um, so usually like but most of the time eight times out of ten as soon as I open up SL the first thing I like to do is I like to find my kick and my snare I just feel like those really set the mood um, like for the song you know what I'm saying really kind of sets the vibe like obviously I'm not going to use a 
dubstep snare for house music, you know what I'm saying? Like, or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I usually try to do, like, that's usually the first thing I'll do, make a nice drum pattern, like an eight-count drum pattern. And then from there, I'll open up Serum, Massive, um, maybe, like, a stock plugin that I have or something like that. But usually, most of the time, it's Massive, or uh, Serum. And with that drum pattern, I'll just kind of, you know, mess with my LFOs a little bit and try to get like a nice, a nice sick pattern or something like that. But usually, like back to what you were saying, like usually I just fucking, I'll open it up, get my drum loops going, and then just start twisting knobs on Serum or Massive, dude. Like, it's crazy because a lot of people ask me, like, what do you, like, what do, you do? Like, I, I just get in there, man. I just, you know what I'm saying? If I make something that sounds dope, I'll save it. Like, yeah. But I just like I just spent a lot of time trying to understand what everything is in Sam, so it makes it a little bit easier for me just to go in there and play with it. So I just feel like that definitely helped me out a lot, understanding what everything was and all that good stuff. But that's usually how that happens, bro. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. I've really been um <clears throat> really been about face plant recently. It's a it's a fucking beast. I don't know if you've checked it out, but it's. It's crazy. I have not. Yeah, it's... What, like, what, is it like a synth? Yeah, it's like a wavetable synth, but, like, the amount of modulation that you can do is... It's it's asinine, honestly. It's like... Like, imagine a session view for a synthesizer. It's... I can't even. Uh, it's, it's, I, it's really it, good, I, man. Check it out. Hell yeah, bro. After, after the interview, bro, I'm going to have to get with you and figure that out because I want to check that shit out. Definitely. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I ask every producer on here, um, because we all know that it's it's a long, grueling, uphill battle just being a, a musician or a producer or, like, whatever. Um, what's, yeah. what's some advice that you would give yourself um, like 10 years ago or maybe to the younger crowd out there right now that are listening, um, what's some advice that you would give to yourself or that upcoming producer? Um, just don't be discouraged, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just follow your dreams because, like, you know, my whole life growing up, I wanted to do sports and I got, music was always there in the back of my mind, but I never knew, like, the potential I had until I really just, like, let my love for it, you know, take over. And I really just, you know, stopped worrying about what other people said and I just did what I do. And then, I mean, eventually, you know, people liking it, that, that'll happen, but just be patient. Don't be discouraged. Like it's not going to happen overnight. I can promise you that it's not going to happen in a year. I can promise you that it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. and It's going to take a lot of effort, but I promise you like, the first time somebody says they like your song, dude, it's it's over. You know, it's like a flip switches. It's like that's that. This is exactly what I would do. And like I said, it doesn't matter if it's your mom, your brother, your girlfriend. Like it doesn't matter. As soon as that person says that that's a dope, that makes you want to work harder. And then once you start being passionate about it, everything is gonna start clicking. I promise. Just be patient. Let it happen, and just don't give up, man. Like music is beautiful. You know, we need more musicians in the world. I'll be the first one to say that. Um, that's real that's real shit man for real I was I read an article the other day and it was a fucking old article from like I don't know 2015 2016 some shit and it was like there's so much music out there currently that you would never listen to it all in one single lifetime 
And that shit made me like tear up because I'm just like, bro, just the fact like like that's what this platform is about. It's basically like I want our listeners to hear music that they probably have never heard before because there's just so much music out there. You know what I mean? There's so much talent. unsung talent dude like it's it's asinine and the industry is obviously like it's it's got its own flaws and shit that you know amount to that but even still even without the industry there's just so much talent out there that just doesn't get picked up you know Yeah, no, dude, the, the, like, I guess the idea behind it is, like, everyone that's, like, on this show ends up doing really big shit. Like, within a certain amount of time, it's crazy, dude. They all end up, like... Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, I, trust me, bro, I went and looked, and, like, that's why when you guys hit me up, I was like, oh, fuck, like, hell yeah, dude. Nah, dude, we definitely have an eye. We got an eye. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, so question, um, you know, a lot of producers and shit, obviously you have your own network. So if you could recommend a couple of people for third coast that we could hit up, who would you recommend? Definitely gonna do big, big stuff. 
Um, and then one of my other homies, his name is, he goes by Shy. It's S C H I. He's a homie dude, and uh, I mean, all he does is work. He works his ass off. I know that much. So I feel like he's definitely somebody that I would tune in to listen to for sure. Those three guys, hell yeah. Those guys would definitely be awesome for sure. Fuck yeah. Gonna def check him out. I think I might have, uh, I think I might have Mr. Wizard and Shy on the roster for this this season, actually. So I gotta check. Yeah, I gotta yeah. check, but I think I might have them on. Um, so badass. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, like I said, those guys like, I mean, cause well, Josh is the one that you know like got me got me going, like really like showed me the way and things like that. So like, I mean, his I'm just really biased towards you know. No, of style, course. I, mean, I feel great, that. Dude. He's, yeah, he's he's so good. His music's phenomenal, dude. So fucking good. And Shy's just been working his ass off. I know that. So I feel like those those guys definitely deserve deserve some spotlight for sure. Fuck yeah, man. And that's what this is all about. Um, so where can people find you on social medias, fucking SoundCloud, Jenga, whatever the fuck, whatever's out there? <laughs> so you so, um, find me on Instagram, Smiles Bass Music. Um, my Twitter handle is the same thing, at Smiles Bass, uh, Smiles Bass Music. Um, Facebook, Smiles. Um, I'm still working on, you know, getting some other things, like some other stuff set up. My SoundCloud, you can find me on Smiles. Um, yeah, dude, that's where I'll be chilling. Fuck yeah. Yo, man, so Jacob, I really want to appreciate you being on the show, man. Um, so I'll let you have any last words you want to send out there to the universe. Hopefully this data, podcast, whatever stream is... It's, it immortalizes us just for a little bit, at least for a century or two. I'd be cool with that, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, I guess if I had to send anything off, like, I just, I just really hope everybody enjoyed the mix. Um, I'm going to be releasing a lot a lot of that music here soon. I have a lot more bangers in the vault, so be on the lookout. Um, you know, just keep supporting your local artists. Keep staying safe. Keep your mask on. Just, you know, make the best out of this. Uh quarantine it's uh, it's almost over we're all gonna be out here enjoying shows soon just you know keep the love strong and keep supporting keep supporting fuck yeah man yo jacob smiles i really fucking appreciate you being on third coast man dude i appreciate you guys so much this is this is so dope like definitely an experience for sure needs a lot more than you guys think fuck yeah Yo, so there you have it. Third Coast Space Radio, Season 2, Episode 13. Be sure to like, listen, follow, and share ours and the artist's shit. Support the shit, yeah? Six feet, bitches. Blah!